Welcome to the Local Marketing Institute podcast. Learn practical and trustworthy digital marketing tactics from the best local marketing experts in the world. Access show notes and our entire library of free training videos at localmarketinginstitute.com. And now, here's your host, Eric Shanefelt. It's my pleasure to introduce uh, Tom Waddington, who's a Google My Business product expert, but also really knows his stuff when it comes to Google local services ads. And today, he's going to talk to us about best practices when it comes to local services ads. So, Tom, I'm really excited to jump into this topic because I know it's a huge and growing topic. I'm just going to let you take it from here, my friend. First, I want to start with what this is called. I know there's a lot of confusion about uh, the different names that uh, local services ads is referred to as. And I call it local services ads. That's typically what Google refers to it as, but they also call it local services by Google. Uh, sometimes people refer to it as Google Guaranteed, uh, Google Local Services, GLS. So usually I'll say LSA or local services ads. And what the these look like. Name. Can you see this? I can. Okay. Uh, so on desktop, at the very top of the results, these are the ads you see. Um, they will appear in these little boxes on desktop. And on mobile, it looks a little different, but they're right at the top and it's labeled Google Guaranteed. So I just did a, a search for Plumber Denver, just a real specific search to give an idea of um, what these look like. And one thing that these are not are these type of ads. These are called local search ads. So it's very easy to get these confused because I've even heard these referred to as LSA uh, because they're, you know, Google calls them local search ads. So this is a different product. This is part of Google ads where the local services ads is a, is a separate product that is not directly connected to Google ads. So you, this is not something that you enable in Google ads. It's a completely separate product that you sign up for. Um, it does utilize uh, Google ads for billing purposes. So just to make it even a little more confusing, but it's not something that it's not, a, it's not an extension. It's not something that you enable in your Google ads account. And to look at a more uh, you know, specific search for this Plumber Denver query that I was using as a test um, to show at the top of the results, those are the local services ads. And below that, you'll see the same search result has a couple regular Google ads. And then you get into the map, the local results, and then organic. And then down at the bottom, a couple more of the typical Google ads. So the, obviously the placement of these ads is um, front and center. They pretty much, I mean, Google does has done some variations. They're always testing some uh, different layouts, but for the most part, you, know, you will always see these at the top of the search results. And a great question came through, Tom, are, are you seeing uh, differences in um, the results that show up on desktop versus mobile, or do you see it's be pretty consistent, kind of like it is with GMB listings? Well, there's a little more variation. So, I, and it's 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 varied a little more probably than it has in the past, where 
one one issue with these, and it's something, of course, people want to know, is how to rank better in these, how to get better placement in these. Right. And one thing early on was getting into the program early in your market, whatever vertical you're in in your market, um, seemed to be very beneficial. So if you were one of the first companies in, it, it, it really seemed like you had a little bit of preference there in terms of the uh, – being more prominent, being more likely to be in the, these top three. Because um, if we look in, you see, we see this link underneath the top, the, yep. the three results that they're highlighting, uh, similar to the map result where you can go in and look at the more businesses in the local back there. You can go in and you can see that there are a lot more than three businesses in here. Right. So, and I think that's a really important, Tom, an important distinction that you made here um, is the, the, the fact that um, there is a difference between a Google My Business listing or a local search ad listing, if you would. Those are two completely different things per se, correct? That's correct. Um, there is one thing that they, they have in common and they share reviews so where you will see this would be most notable would be in the review count. So you'll see these have a lot of reviews and these are populated, the reviews are populated from reviews from your Google My Business listing. So typically it's not a requirement, but it's very rare to see a local services ad that doesn't have a corresponding Google My Business listing. Um, almost every one of them will so you will see, so if we look at Roto-Rooter here with 987 reviews, if we look at the Google My Business listing, we'll see 982. And the reason that number is different is because you can get reviews specific to uh, your Google Local Services ad. So there's two different ways um, that reviews can show there. So you can get review, the reviews from your GMB will show, will count toward your overall review count and your rating on your local services ad, but it doesn't work the other way. So if you get a review specifically on your local services ad, that number and review will not count the other way. So you'll typically see a lower review count on Google My Business than you will see on the local services ad. But that's basically the only connection between the two. There aren't ranking right. factors there that are involved saying, you know, well, you're presence or your ranking in Google My Business is stronger, so your local services ad ranking is better. But it's really just about the reviews. Okay. And I do want to clarify, there's some people who are asking that uh, Tom's going to get into the industries and the markets that you can find Google uh, LSAs in. Uh, it's more than you would think, and it's not just you know plumbers, electricians, roofers, things like that. So he's going to dive into that here in a little bit. Yeah, I, I picked a pretty basic, uh, kind of a standard, one of the first first few that they started with. So they started with some core home service categories. And even, even before all of this, um, with all of these variations, this doesn't even include the originals, which were home services ads. So when it started out, they were really focused on home services and, you know, plumbing, heating and air conditioning, uh, electrician, garage door, some of those are what people typically think of when they're thinking of these type of ads because that's how they started out. Um, and over time, they've started expanding categories onto these. And 
a couple uh, in 2017 they switched names to from home services ads to local services ads i think there were a couple reasons behind that but one obviously it opens it up a little more um from just kind of what people typically think of as a as a home service type of company um, one thing i want to cover real quick is what that what one thing people ask about is what is the, the guarantee so a lot of times when people refer to these as, as Google guaranteed listings, it's just uh, a process that the businesses have to go through where Google is, has um, screened them, basically approved them as a company that they're going to back, so to speak. And they will cover, um, basically it's kind of like a satisfaction guarantee if you have issues with the service they will cover uh, expenses up to $2,000. Um, this is actually, I mean, it seems like a, a major part of it, but I think, I don't think this comes into play very much. It's really a good selling point. It's basically saying that Google has put these companies through a screening process. You don't just sign up and say, okay, I'm willing to pay to be in this program. You do have to go through uh, an onboarding process. Um, and I'll get into how that varies a little bit by category because it's not the same for everybody depending on what your business does. And Tom, I think you, we were talking earlier to that, the, the Google guarantee that's now applying only to certain categories, but there are new categories of businesses where it's not necessarily a Google guarantee. It's more of a, Hey, it's been Google checked out or Google verified or whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah. Recently, uh, a few months ago, they started, uh, it's, it's, it's a local services ad. So it's, an, it's still a local services ad, but, it's not Google guaranteed, it's called Google screened. So what this means is it's basically the same type of uh, process on verifying a business uh, to be, you know, to ensure that they're a real business, you know, putting them through some, some background checks, but they're not guaranteeing the service they provide. And by going into this Google screened, that really opens it up to more uh, categories as well that they can get involved in because they're not going to, you know, guarantee uh, work on, on, on some of the businesses that they've, they've gotten into. Um, and I'll show some of the uh, categories we're looking at here. Uh, so with nationwide categories, this is talking about the United States and as noted here, you'll see some that are listed as available in Canada. But the majority of this program is in the United States and the ones noted in Canada are in most of Canada. And I believe Quebec is not uh, a province that they're in yet, but the rest of Canada, um, you can see local services ads for queries specific to these four categories. So the ones on the left, which are nationwide, they're not in every single tiny town necessarily across the United States, mm -hmm. but the majority of the places, if there are people in the program, uh, you will you will see the local services ads. Now on the right side is what um, the ones that are a little more limited. So we call them uh, like test categories that they're trying. And um, some are just in a couple markets, some are in uh, a few markets. But um, the Google screened is what, uh, they started when they released, uh, they started doing local services ads for um, state lawyers, uh, real estate agents. Yeah, you really can't guarantee that 
per se. <laughs> you have to you have to say, hey, look, we we screen these people. We can't guarantee the results on t- topics like that. But it's interesting to see that they're getting into the legal space. Yeah, exactly. And financial planning and real estate. So that's a pretty big one. Obviously, there's a lot of real estate uh, agents that um, that can be in this program once it starts to to spread out. And I believe it will continue to do so. And this is what the Google screened listings look like. Some of these actually have photos on the initial search result profile. And very interesting. Yeah, you'll note it's, it'll it'll say Google screened instead of uh, Google guaranteed. There are a couple different ways that they they notate the Google guaranteed. Sometimes they'll put it individually on the on the the results there, or they'll put it right above, signifying that these three results are Google guaranteed. So Tom, a couple of good questions came in. One, one from, from Paul says, so is this sort of Google's version of HomeAdvisor? Well, I mean, in the sense that they're, they're putting uh, these, these businesses are, are having to go through a, a screening process and background checks. So um, it is definitely similar in that regard. These are businesses that are getting highlighted, uh, basically saying that Google has a, um, tested or back on check these businesses and, and has approved them and obviously is backing them with a, a guarantee on, on workmanship. Okay. And one other kind of, I think, question kind of came in talking about kind of where the, the markets, you show the markets, uh, the countries, you mentioned U.S., you mentioned Canada. We had some people asking about Australia or U.K. or other countries. Are you aware of any of those regions where they're rolling out? I think those are, are good possibilities in the future. There's nothing there right now. Um, a couple, uh, in two, sometime in 2018, I did spot uh, some support phone numbers looking through some help articles for, for local services ads, a couple phone numbers for United Kingdom and Ireland. So I know they were at least looking at that area. Uh, so something happened maybe where, because those, those are gone now. Um, so they might have put those on hold, but I don't think that means that that they've killed it. I think it just means that they may be, uh, have paused it and maybe, um, I mean, I, I do expect that they will expand into those, but right now, yeah. US and Canada, but I do think that those could be possibilities that they'll expand to, to other countries. Right. And for everyone who's asking out there, hey, how do we get into this program? What's the cost of the program? Tom is going to go into that here in, in a bit. Yeah. Um, Basically, if you go, I mean, you search Google local services ads, um, you'll want to, let me show you the uh, homepage here. So Google has a page, a site specific uh, to local services by Google. They call it there, but also local services ads right here uh, where you can sign up Basically, have a, they have a section here where you can see if it's in your area or not. So you can you can put in your state, your zip code, and look at the job category. And you know they're asking if you have insurance, uh, local license, and so you can check your eligibility that way to find out if it's currently available. Um, I would also recommend you can see there there's a phone number here. Um, so. Google's not always the best at updating their articles and even necessarily that uh, check availability option. So if you think you might be uh, possibly or a client, someone you're working with might 
be eligible, I would definitely call and see what they have to say because it might not be listed, but they might tell you that they are onboarding or they're going to be onboarding soon. So I would call that number and talk to, uh, to the Google specialist and see what they say. But for now, going to that site and you can see the countries, you can see the primary categories, that's a great place to start. And then this number is dedicated for Google LSAs. Yes, yep. So I would recommend doing that to find out, you know, is it, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna be soon? Um, as you can see, I mean, we've got photographers, um, pet boarding, pet grooming, event planners, uh, auto repair. So it's a pretty wide variety of things. So we're definitely to the point where we're expand. It's expanded beyond just kind of those core categories of you know that people usually think of with the the plumbing and HVAC, locksmith, garage door uh, type right, of verticals. Right. right. And Julian asked a great question. Says so if the business category isn't available, like cosmetic surgeon, you're just going to have to wait. And I, I think the answer there is yeah, you can wait, or or you can call that call that number and see if they're looking to do something like that down the road. But I think it's probably still good that everybody's aware that these are here because there's no doubt that these things are going to expand, right? Everything that I've seen um, leads me to believe that these are going to continue to expand. So if we look at uh, some things I was, I was checking out recently just to, just to check on some of these test categories, because some of these categories on the right side, these uh, test uh, limited test categories are only in a couple markets. So, some of these they'll do in like San Diego and Houston or San Diego and Dallas and Houston, just to pick a few markets to test with. Um, but with, with auto repair, I've noticed recently, it looks like they're going to be expanding to um, Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, Philadelphia. Those are just a few markets and those are onboarding now. So I think if you contacted them and asked, they would tell you that you could sign up for those. Um, photography is another one that has only been in a couple markets for months, several months, I think San Diego and Dallas, but it's looking like those have opened up to where uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Miami, Orlando, Baltimore, Portland, Denver, Houston, Tampa are ones that I checked that was showing um, signs that those are now being onboarded. So, you know, Google is not reaching out so to speak, um, you know, they, they do try to contact businesses to some extent to let them know, but this is something you need to be proactively looking for, whether it's for your business or for your clients. Um, you know, don't, ex don't expect Google to come knocking on the door to say, hey, would you like to sign up for this? Uh, and yeah. since it is important to try to get in early, it's something you want to proactively look for to see um, if it's a possibility for you to get in or not. Yeah, I think that, that that's a good advice. If nothing else, be aware of these. Keep an eye on them. Check them every now and then. See if they've come to your market. Um, by the way, we, we did just put the link into the chat. We'll put it in the Facebook as well to Google Local Services ads, the, the, the homepage on that. Okay, great. Um, and Google's, when you go to that local services uh, homepage where you sign up, they do have, uh, if you look at the top navigation, they've got some information about cost, frequently asked questions. Down at the bottom, there's a good section that um, has information about a lot of uh, topics you're, you know, you're definitely going to have questions about. Um, one that's real important is the, um, would be um, trying to 
find out what exactly you have to go through for um, the type of business that you're wanting to sign up. So and again, Google's not great at updating their, their help articles, but right now for the current businesses that are available, they do have uh, pretty good information specific to each category in that help article. Um, so it talks about basically if I'm an appliance repair, what are they going to do to background check me or you know, what, what do I have to go through to get into the program? And pretty much, yeah, so everyone's got to go. They're going to do the background checks on the business and the owner, uh, make sure you have liability insurance and business license, owner license on state level. So some of these are going to vary depending on where you are, just kind of based on what the requirements are for your city or state. Um, but this will give you a really good idea of what, what, uh, what pain you'll have to go through to get into the program. And have you found that the checks are doing the background checks, insurance requirements, the licenses, is it actually pretty thorough? Because I mean, we've all heard of like things like certain, certain services who shall remain nameless who say that they've verified these folks but don't actually go through a verification process. Does Google actually go through the verification process? They do a process. They have a couple um, third parties they utilize. Uh, Pinkerton is one. There's another company called Evident that basically those companies deal with the background checks. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely, I, I'll just, I mean, I'm hesitant because I've seen some businesses in there that shouldn't be in there. Um, I'll say right. that. But, um, but yeah, it's not a, uh, on the business side, especially if you're in a category where they require it for your um, technicians or your, the employees that are going um, like for electrician I have up here, um, service per professional check, which basically means any electrician going out to someone's house has, has to go through a background check where you won't see that on other categories like auto glass. They're doing the business check, the owner check. In some of these categories, you've got service professional check and you'll see they'll have a note. Um, it's considered an urgent category because it could be time sensitive or an urgent need. And that's even true for photographers um, having to do a, that level of background check and the note they have is because they may work with children. So it's, it, it does vary quite a bit depending on um, the category. So it's going to be more painful for those. And if you've got a company that has a hundred employees, um, a hundred plumbers, you know, then it, it can be a real uh, time consuming and uh, headache. But um those are the steps you have to go through to get in the program. That was one of the questions that, that came up there. We had someone who runs an electrical contractor here and they wanted to know if they have to have every single one of their employees go through the certification or if they can have just a specific people who are, who are go through the certification. Well, it's, it's specific in that it's the, uh, it would be the, the electricians that are going out to someone's house. So it would be the, the staff that's, that's going performing the service. Um, those all, those would have to be background checked. Okay. And uh, a couple of other questions coming through that I know Tom is going to get to. You know, what are the costs of these? How, to, how, how does Google charge for these? How do you, you know, how does it choose who ranks? Is it a bid system? Tom's going to be going into all that stuff. Just want to make sure you guys know that we're, we're getting there. Okay, yeah, I'll move it along. One more thing with this I'll say is um, locksmith and garage door companies 
uh, in the United States and garage door companies in Canada, I now have to go through another level, which is uh, Google's advanced verification screening process. So which is basically just even more scrutiny than the other categories. Um, and that's also, that also applies to Google ads. Those biz types of business have to be, uh, have to pass this advanced verification screening process to be in Google ads as well. And it's unfortunate that there are some legitimate players in that space, those spaces, but those are markets that are, I guess, you know, real, real ripe for fraud and spam, right? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a lot of abuse in those. And, um, there still is, particularly in uh, Google My Business. Um, but so yeah, they they know that those are categories where there's extra abuse. So they're 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 putting those under a lot more scrutiny than the others. Okay, I'll jump into uh, basically this this is a screenshot of a local services ad dashboard. So you set your monthly uh, a budget actually have you set your weekly budget and they estimate the number of leads that that would um, potentially generate so the way that they price these it, it does vary by market and the business type but um, it's a set fee for, for the lead these are pay per lead ads so when we're going through looking at these uh, local services ads and clicking on them. This isn't costing the business anything because this isn't a pay-per-click type of ad. We're not going to their website. Um, and obviously you don't even have to go from here. You can call the phone number uh, right from the initial search result without going in to look at more information about the business. But um, the only that time- that is a separate tracking number, right? That's completely separate from the business number or from even your, your normal Google ads tracking number or like a call rail call tracking. It's specific to Google local services ads. Right, yeah, Google has their own uh, tracking numbers they put on these, so it, it will call the business, but you'll be calling on a number that Google will uh, not only send the call forward through, but they actually, these calls are actually recorded so the businesses can listen to the phone calls um, that come through from their local services ads. Go back to so you, uh, you know, it's all over the place. It's just like you know, we've got so many different categories, a lot of different markets. Um, so the pricing on these really varies. Uh, this is a little, it's been a little while since I've updated this, but um, on my own website, which is just tomwaddington.com, uh, to try to give an idea of some of the uh, the prices that I've been able to to notate, just to give you an idea of roughly what these can cost. Um, it can range from five dollars to one hundred thirty-nine, and that's from some markets that were, I think, locksmith maybe or were really low, and then water water damage restorations is a is a high cost per lead. But um, put down some averages, rough averages for markets. So for HVAC, you're looking around twenty-six dollars a lead. Could be twenty-two, could be thirty, uh, depending on what city, what market you're in. But that's um, that's a rough idea of what you would be paying if you're in any of those categories. I can imagine as they move more into the legal and um, other professional services that those cost per leads are going to go up pretty significantly. Yeah. In those I markets. Don't, don't think I have any. I think um, I think for the attorney ones right now, I think we're like fifty to sixty dollar range. But again, it's very limited scope on the on the the lawyer category. So um, 
we, you know, immigration, the state. So, uh, you know, we haven't seen any uh, personal injury. Uh, there's obviously a lot of different categories that could go into there where the, the lead cost is going to vary quite a bit. So we had a really good question that came up. It said, so I'm not actually setting a cost per lead. It's not a bid system. And that doesn't determine the, 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 the rank, if you would, of the Google local service ads and search results. That's right. So you don't have, I did see it for a while. They did do a test of offering some businesses to pay a lead and a half. Um, but this was a, to, for potentially for better placement. Um, but it's just one of the many things they tested. That was a long time ago. I haven't heard of that um, anytime lately. So for the most part, I mean, you can assume that, you know, everyone's paying the same per lead. So you're not able to say, I'll pay a little more um, than the next company if I can have better placement. At least so, not yet. Yeah. So it's, you know, whatever they set the fee at, they say in your market for your category is $25 a lead. Then that's, that's what you're, you're going to be paying. It's interesting. It would be interesting to, to, to look under the hood and see how they're kind of coming up with that cost per lead. Although I know it doesn't necessarily matter at this point because it is what it is, but it's really interesting to see what kind of algorithms they're using to come up with that cost per lead per industry and per market area. Yeah, I would assume they're using some data they have from, from Google Ads, but um, it is surprising to see some markets that, you know, one would think that would be more expensive or less than uh, in another market. Um, so it is, it is, uh, it is interesting to, uh, to see some of the variation, even just in one vertical. Now, beyond setting your, you know, you, you know, this shows, you know, weekly budget and number of leads. Again, this is definitely an estimate. You're going to see a big variation depending on where you are, um, the number of leads you actually get. So I know on this one, it's set at, uh, 39.60 for a weekly, you know, showing a, a roughly an estimate of 781 leads in a um, in a month. I with this one, I don't even know if they got 20. Um, so you know, what you want to do is set the budget high, because don't think that whatever you set there, you're going to spend. So set it high and see what the lead flow is like. If there's a lot of competitors in the market. Um, you really may not find a whole lot of leads. So you'll hear a lot of variation of people saying, uh, we get a lot of leads from OSA. Others saying we don't get a lot of leads. So there's a lot of, um, a, a lot of very, a lot of fluctuation um, between one business to another. So you need to go in there, open it up and just see what the lead flow is like. If you're getting too many, then you can, you can cut it back, but I would definitely recommend starting out, maxing it out. Um, and the other thing is, you select based on your category, they have preset job types. This is how you select when, where, you know, for what types of keywords, which you don't get to see um, that you want to, your ad to show for. So you're not selecting keywords. You're not able to add negative keywords. All you're able to do is say, and I'm working, showing a plumber example here. Um, yeah, we'll install a toilet, click the slider on. Google's determining what keywords are associated with that. Uh, install a shower. So you basically go through predetermined job types and select which ones you want your ad to show for and turn off any that you don't want your ad to show for. 
That makes sense because uh, there were people asking, hey, you know, how do you determine which kind of job types you can select? And here it is right here. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, for a business, um, you know, it could be nice. It's, it's similar to um, smart campaigns or what was, uh, you know, AdWords expressed where you've got just very basic control. So for some that, that can be really nice, but um, you can't really, uh, obviously you can't pinpoint certain things and say, I know I don't want to show for this. I want to negative this out. Um, this is the control that you have. And service area. Uh, this is an example of one in the Philadelphia area where you basically you enter a city and then it'll show a list of zip codes that are available for that specific city and you can check and uncheck which zip codes you want to target. Um, this style is a little bit uh, newer uh, than what they've had in the past. It's really not a whole lot different than the, the previous version of the way that this looks for choosing your service area. The only thing initially that I've seen different is uh, if you see here, the mouse is hovering over this 17603 zip code and it's highlighting where that is on the map. Mm. So just to help give you an idea of where that is. Now, hopefully you know what your service area is in terms of cities and zip codes. I know that's um, even a lot of businesses don't really know or have that information to give you if you're helping them. But, um, you know, this is where you need to start. Um, you start with your cities and then go with the, uh, the zip codes that allow you. Maybe not everything's going to be in here. You might see some gaps here and there, but uh, this is what you have to work with. So related to that, a couple of good questions came in. Um, one question came in here. It says, hey, um, we have a local service area map but we have, there are areas within the map that are gaps and how do we close up and fill in those gaps? So I guess you kind of see it even here in your map, right? There's a big gap in the middle of their service mm -hmm. area. Uh, and any thoughts on that? Yeah, again, you just, you got to go with what's given here. So if you choose a city, it shows you the zip codes. You can, you can check or uncheck. And that's really all you can do. And okay. there might be some gaps in there. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I mean, if it's not available, it's not available. Um, so everyone's going to be seeing the same type of uh, yeah. of map and have the same type of selections as you. So if, if you're seeing, well, why do I have this gap here? Well, your competitor has that same gap. And like anything else, though, check back often because Google's constantly changing. They're constantly updating. And that may be an area that they address down the road. So don't just set it and forget it. Check on it frequently. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And that was particularly big when Google expanded these nationwide because when they started out, some of these cities like here in this Philadelphia area one, um, they started with the core cities. So um, a lot of these extra areas weren't available. And so some of these companies maybe had been in local service ads for a long time. And then when they expanded it nationwide, they didn't realize that, hey, I can go in and add more cities now because I never was able to add my whole coverage area because it only had cities right around Philadelphia. So if you've been in it for a while, um, you need to go back in and make sure that there aren't additional cities you can add that are in your service area that you may have neglected because you just originally set it and haven't been back in there. Excellent point. Hey, one other great question from Mike. This came at the very beginning. I was holding it off till, till now. Uh, Mike says, how does like an AC company with one location market itself in a city that may be 20 to 30 miles away in a crowded marketplace? Is this possible even with LSAs? Well, I mean, it works uh, in a similar way to Google My Business in that you, you're going to have a hard time, um, for the most part, if you're not if you're that far away from the area you're targeting, 
I do think that they have improved a little bit in kind of rotating the ads and not just having like the same ones always showing at the top. Very hard to tell. It's not, it's not something that's easy to track. Um, so you may look at it and think, well, you know, why are my competitors right there? And I'm not, not everyone's going to see the same thing. So, but one thing that's different than with Google My Business, you know, you, you go in, you do a search and you click into view more businesses. Sometimes you're not going to be found there if you're 20, 30 miles away. If you're in local services ads, I mean, it's kind of buried, but if you go into where we went into view more listings, if you're targeting that area, you're going to be, you're going to be in here. Um, you but might does be, not, but does probably not toward the top of the list. Yeah, you might be way down here, but um, you're at least going to be in there. And I do think that they are varying these more than they have in the past. If you look at the, if you look at the ads at the top. Yep. You see, they are They're rotating a bit. some just from, you know, just me reloading these where you're not going to see that kind of variation down here. So I do think they are trying to get better. I think they're realizing that they were uh, companies were getting a, some were getting a lot more leads than others. And uh, based on just constantly getting better placement. Well, they're probably also trying to meter out the leads over the month, according to the, the, the budget that that particular business has said. And once they've kind of, you know, if they're, if they're trending ahead or trending behind that pace, they may show them more frequently or less frequently. Right. Yeah. And that's a factor too. That's why, I mean, you've got to, you've got to max out, think high on your budget um, and just watch it. I mean, you'll see if you're, if you got calls coming in left and right and it's more than you can handle, then pause your ad, drop your budget down. Um, but that's the way you want to start. If you start with your budget low, just like, oh, I just kind of want to see how this goes, what these leads are like, um, you're really going to limit yourself um, uh, if, if you go in with a low budget. So a low budget is going to give you low visibility. A high budget isn't necessarily going to give you good visibility, but it at least gives you a chance from, from limiting yourself of, of uh, being shown there and then just see what the flow is like before you make adjustments. And, and I think that brings us into, let's, let's go ahead and just, just tackle this one now because I have a lot of people asking it is, okay, how do I get in this top three pack of, uh, of LSAs? You know, for, 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 for local search ads, it's all about, you know, the relevancy in the bid. For GMB, it's all about, you know, relevancy, uh, you know, uh, authority, you know, all that and, and, and um, location. So how do I get into these three packs? I think one of the things you said there that we just jumped in on was a lot of it depends upon the bid or, or the budget of the person advertising, right? If, if you're only putting in a budget of, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, you're not going to show up anywhere near as often as someone's putting in a few thousand dollars a month because Google only has to feed you a few leads, whereas the other person has to feed a lot more leads. So is it more related to the number to, to, to your budget and the total of leads that Google has to do, or are there other factors that impact ranking? I think the budget really only comes into play if you have your budget low. So uh, at a certain point, and I think it's on the low end, uh, I don't think there's much variation. I mean, I've set in the past, I don't even know how you can set it now. I mean, I've set, I set one at 20,000 a week to see what it would do. And it, you know, didn't really make an impact uh, on a business that is spending a lot on Google ads and getting, you know, a fraction, I mean, just a tiny percentage of that, uh, of leads and local services. So cranking the budget up really is, is not going to do a whole lot of good. 
unless you're, yeah, if you're on that like $100, $200 a month, then you're, you're hurting yourself. But once you get it up to a reasonable amount, uh, you're not going to see much, much help other than that. Um, and if you look at what Google says, um, and, you know, these are, these are definitely true. Um, you know, you never really want to believe Google about rankings on, on, on many things here, but, um, you know, they do say uh, the review score and ratings uh, overall, the number of reviews is a, is a factor. Um, so, you know, you want to have a good rating. Um, I think that definitely factors in um, proximity to your customer's location. So that's uh, like Google My Business where, especially earlier on when they weren't maybe rotating the ads like they might be now, um, it really was based on where you were. So, you know, if you're in Denver and you're searching for Denver, um, the Denver businesses are going to have an advantage just like in Google My Business versus someone in um, um, potentially Boulder that also serves Denver. Um, I do like the, the one line there, though, that at the bottom underneath those, those, those bulleted points. So it says, in addition to these ranking factors, Google will attempt to spread out the leads you receive over time. So you're not going to go out there, even if you've maxed out your budget, you're not going to see your ad up there all the time because it's going to it's going to try to meter out the leads according to the budget and, and the other people it has rotating in the system. Yep. Yep. And, and yeah, and, and I do think that they they're just going to vary. Uh, when you, if you sit there and search over and over, you'll see, I mean, it's not going to look the same every time. Um, so I, I do think they're starting to, to rotate them somewhat. And then there's another bullet on there, which is your responsiveness to customer inquiries and requests. So mm -hmm. if people are calling and you're not answering your phone, that's bad. Um, you know, that, that's something that can affect it. So, you know, you can set um, when you want your ad to show, you can pause and, and unpause your ad very easily and when you pause your ad, it's not gone. It just, it moves farther down into basically the free section. So, I mean, it's pretty much out of sight, but um, basically if you can't handle any leads, pause your ad. And you can also, uh, there's the ability to set hours when you basically want to have your ad show or not. So if you want to have that reflect to your business hours, or if you just know there's certain times when you're not going to be able to, um, uh, answer the phone or, you know, you, you need to set it to where you're going to be able to take the leads. So if Google's seeing that your people are calling and they're getting just ring, you know, no one's answering or they're, it's, it's going to be bad. So definitely you need to be responsive. Um, if you're not, then that could potentially hurt your ranking. We, we've talked about that with local marketing in general. One of the things that we say is that don't even bother with marketing if you can't even respond quickly to inbound leads you already have coming in. So this is not really any different. It's just yeah. coming from a different source. And of course, Google wants the best experience for its end users. So it's going to push up in the rankings those companies who respond quickly to customer inquiries. That's right. And since all these calls are recorded, you have the ability to go back um, and listen to these. So, you know, if you're a small business that really hasn't dealt with um, recording phone calls, um, you can go in and, and get an idea of um, how are you handling these calls? Or, you know, are people sitting or is the phone just ringing? Are there a lot of calls that aren't getting answered? So you can, you can get a good gauge on how well you're, you're handling the calls. Trisha just asked a great question. Will you know if the call coming in is from a Google LSA? Yes, it has a uh, does a whisper basically from the person that answers it, saying that um, that it's a call from Google. 
Okay, so, and then one more question on the call thing, which I thought was a good one. Um, can I integrate this with something like a call rail or a call tracking metrics so I can have, so I can also track and record these numbers coming in from these sources? Absolutely, you can supply the phone number that you supply for your ad when you're setting it up or when you're onboarding um, can be a tracking number. So basically it would be Google's tracking number going to your tracking number. So you can, <laughs> you can also monitor that way. I love that. <laughs> But yeah, one more thing with the call whisper. Um, definitely let people know that are answering the phone that a call from Google is a call from your local services ad. I've had known businesses that assume that was a spam phone call because it said a call from Google and they just hang up on them. That's a very, very good point. That's a very good point. So yeah, make, make sure people are aware in your organization that you're doing this and not just hanging up because they think it's a spam call. Yeah, a call from Google uh, that means it's a call from your ad, so don't don't uh, just hang up on it thinking it's someone pretending to be Google. Uh, one more one more thing about these that um, is nice and it goes with the call recording. So you go back through and you listen to your calls. Um, you can dispute a lead. So a call's got to be thirty seconds for it to even be considered a lead. If a call's less than thirty seconds, they're not going to charge you for it. Sometimes you get calls that are over thirty seconds, and maybe it's not a job you the type of service you actually offer. Um, you know, sometimes people don't necessarily understand what they need. Um, you know, they might call a plumber and it could be something with their washing machine or something that's just not something that they're going to deal with. Um, so you listen to the call, you hear that, okay, this was not something, or this isn't in my uh, the area that I serve. If someone is in a different area, they called for whatever reason, they got served the ad. You can dispute that lead and actually get credited back if, if, um, if, if it's legit, you know, if Google agrees. So you do have the ability to potentially get your money back on some of these calls that are that are not valid leads. Makes sense, so make sure you're going in and doing that so you're getting proper credit if they're not real, real calls and not wasting money. Um, no. Joshua asked a great question. Um, does marking these leads as, 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 as booked or is there anything you're doing in the system to mark a lead that could help you improve your rankings because you've, you know, finished up the business? Uh, I personally haven't seen anything. I mean, it, it's possible. I haven't done uh, a thorough study on that, but I've seen businesses that don't do anything in their in their dashboard and appear just fine and get plenty of leads. So there isn't anything where I can say that. Yeah, if you're not um, going in and you know being active in the dashboard and doing things that if you don't do that, then your then your position is going to suffer. I haven't seen anything to show that. Right. So, so yeah, you have a bunch more questions if you unless you're unless you've got uh, a few more things you want to cover here. Yeah, let's do some let's do some more questions. I think I've covered decent. You bet. Here's some great questions. So Ken Ken called in. Ken, maybe you came in just a little bit late, but he wanted to say so LSAs are different than the LSA ads on Google Maps that show at the top of the Google three pack. And you you did cover that, that it's different from the local search ad here. Right, right. Yeah. So this is an example of a local search ad, which is Google Ads. This is not uh, local services ads. Okay. And then Mike wanted to clarify, is this in any way tied into Waze promoted pins? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, this is a very interesting one. This is, uh, says, I was on the phone with a Google local services representative today. They said that they're pausing professional services right now, such as real estate, lawyers, and such. Do you know anything about this? 
Not that I've heard. And that's uh, the first I've heard of that too. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're still showing at least, um, you know, the searches that I've done. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I but, mean, I, you know, else... It is a fairly new, they've only been doing these for a few months. So yeah, they're definitely testing to see what, uh, what it's like and what the uh, feedback's like, what the, you know, so, you know, there's some of these things where they, they maybe they, they try them, they pause them. But um, I think overall, I think um, they're definitely looking to expand these, but you know, when they get into the screening, it's a lot of things that make it a little more difficult than just saying, okay, this market's live. You know, they do have to, to figure out, especially with background checks and what are the, what are the laws and uh, licensing requirements locally um, that gets into a, get into a big mess of um, not understanding what is what for, for that market. Absolutely. Uh, Josh wants to know, do GMB reviews that show on the, on our, our show with LSA help more or do direct reviews uh, for LSAs help more? I mean, it would make sense that, um, well, there's a couple, you can get a verified review. So which has to be done through the local services platform. That just basically means they were able to tell that the user, uh, the customer booked you through local services ads and they were able to tell, okay, this was the person that was, was uh, hired the company through the local services ad and they will show as a verified review. Um, as we can see in these, in these examples here, Google verified job. So that means they were able to connect that this user, which just shows as a Google reviewer, actually did hire them. That person was located in Denver, and this was um, a review they wrote for them. But I haven't seen any evidence to say that, you know, businesses that have these um, verified reviews or just get, getting them through the platform have a better uh, presence or ranking than um, ones that don't. Okay. Um, really interesting one here. Uh, notice that Thumbtack results are being integrated into LSAs last week. Is this something new? They've been trying, um, here we go, service affiliates. So they've been working with, well, that's a new one I haven't seen. They, um, Home Advisor and Thumbtack are results you will sometimes see. A lot of times these are, from what I've seen, you know, they're, they're typically in ones that where there aren't a lot of listings. So, you know, when we're looking at plumber and, uh, you know, if you're looking at some of those categories, we saw there's tons of listings, but in some of these categories and some of these newer ones like window washing and um, photography, even, I believe uh, you'll see some results that will say they're sourced from Thumbtack. So they are mixing in some of these um, partner listings. Um, networks is new. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that one. I've seen Angie's list in here before a few different ones. But lately, Home Advisor and Thumbtack are ones that um, that I've seen. But yeah, you will see some of those mixed in. Got it. So they're they're, they're probably backfilling certain areas where they may not have you know enough volume at this point to to just fill out themselves. Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. I think um, if they if, if if they don't have any advertisers, then they might uh, put some of those in. And if you do search in some, even if it's like a fairly major city in the United States and you know you're searching a keyword that should be in one of these categories, if you're not seeing anything, it could mean that um, there just aren't any advertisers at all in there. So, um, which is obviously it's a, it's an area of opportunity. So if you're searching in your area and you know that you're in, you're in one of these categories and you're searching and you're not seeing local services ads, that's a great opportunity for you. You need to get in 
because um, they used to, when they were launching a new market, even if they didn't have any advertisers, they'd, sh they'd show the listings for basically free listings. And now they're kind of holding back and waiting until they at least have a couple advertisers. So if you're not seeing any of these um, in your market for your business and you're in one of these business types, you need to get in because you might be one or one of only two in there and you're going to be getting the leads at least until your competitors um, also join. Okay, here's a great question. Um, uh, we're in the garage door business, have just been suspended since January 13th. They asked for our GL insurance, which I uploaded. Uh, everything is green, the check marks are all approved. However, they said the advanced verification department still needs to release us. We did this back in October 2017. I've submitted some new appeals with no excess. How do I get unsuspended? So other yeah. than maybe, maybe they, need, they need to call you. Yeah, yeah well, it's tough because um, they're working with a couple of different teams there because of that, uh, because of their having to deal with the advanced verification. And that, that is uh, an additional layer that's on top of the, um, the, the basic, you know, typical screening that the rest of these categories besides locksmiths have to go through. So, I mean, they, they basically just have got to keep talking to anyone that'll listen on the, on both ends um, to see what, if they can find any inform, information out. And as Google typically is with these things, they're not going to provide a lot of info, but you basically just have to keep um, hounding them about it to see, can figure out why, what the issue is on the advanced verification side. So a great question from an agency. Um, so how do we as agencies best help our clients with LSAs you know, and do in a way that it adds value to them, but also brings value to us as an agency? Well, yeah, I mean, that's something an agency is going to have to explore on their own. If they've got a client in there or a potential client, I think, um, or if they're wanting to get in it, you know, they can look in these verticals and search around and see, um, look for opportunities, look for businesses that aren't in there, and um, maybe offer them to help help out for free if they've never done it, just to get an idea of what it's like. But um, a lot of these companies kind of need some prodding because, you know, it's it's not exactly much fun for a business to say, okay, I'll go through all these background checks and I'll have Google do this and that. I mean, a lot of people are already a little down about how Google's involved in their business, but they know that, okay, you know, we need to do this because this is where people are searching. But um, from what I've seen, you know, they need that prodding. They need someone to help them figure out what is it we have to do. Businesses don't want to sit there and figure out um, what all, what all they have to, to go through and what they have to provide, what they have to submit to Google. So if you can be that in between, that can be uh, beneficial because it's, uh, you know, helping the business not spend their time trying to figure that out. Now you might have to figure it out yourself because you haven't done it either, but that's something that's going to be valuable to a, to a business because they don't want to, they don't want to deal with it. I think that, that that's the key for an, for an agency. Hey, this is another new opportunity you can bring to your client, um, but you're going to have to help them manage it. How do you help them manage it? You know, making sure that they're following up on the, on those leads, following up on, on the effectiveness, making sure that, that the, you know, um, poor leads are being reported back. So they're getting credited for it. There's a lot of management around this that I think an agency can add a lot of value to. Yeah, there's different things. That's why it really varies. You know, I wouldn't say there's here are these steps. It's going to vary by what the business needs. I mean, you got this could be a one-person company you're helping. This could be a company with several hundred employees. Um, the reporting on this isn't very good. I mean, the dashboard's fine itself, but um, you know, we're mixing in how we're doing on Google Ads and Bing Ads, and where does uh, LSA come in in terms of leads and budget? And they don't have an API, so you know. We're, we're grabbing this data from those other sources, 
for our reporting, but then we're also manually grabbing monthly basis the um, data for local services, combining those in Data Studio to have a report so the business can see what they're spending where. Um, so, you know, they need help with that, especially if it's a large business juggling, trying to figure out budgets for across a lot of platforms. Um, if you want to listen to calls for them or provide an opportunity to help dispute leads. Um, so, I mean, it can really vary just depending on what, uh, what level the business is willing to, to do on their own. Makes sense. Makes sense. So just a few more questions. I want to be sensitive to, to your time here, Tom. Um, I think this is a good one here, and I think it highlights what you said earlier. This is from Michael. In my area, Google said that LSA is available for HVAC companies. When I do a search, however, I'm not start running LSAs. Sorry, I froze there for a second. Did, did, did I break up there for a minute? Yeah, I think we're okay now, though. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Michael was asking that in the, his area, it says that LSAs are available for HVAC, but when he does a search, he doesn't see any LSA ads. Does that mean that if he runs an LSA, it's very likely he'll show up? Uh, possibly, and can he, will he say where he is? Uh, no, but, uh, but Michael, if you want to, uh, just go up and look at Tom Waddington. Uh, Tom, what's your, what's, your, um, what's your website again? It's just tomwaddington.com. There you go, TomWaddington.com. Uh, look Tom up and send him your specifics, and uh, I'm sure he'd be glad to, to help answer that question. For yeah, you. I mean, unless he's in a really um, out there area, he 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 probably. Um, I mean, there's probably not any advertisers there. Okay, uh, just a couple more quick questions here. Let me scroll through these. Yeah, this is. Yeah, there's a couple of questions about about this. So one was about uh, keyword stuffing in the names and are we seeing that be an issue? Uh, the other one, let me go down here, which was related to this was, here we go, yeah. How do you recommend dealing with people in local services ads that are kind of breaking the rules? Here's an example. So keyword stuffing of the name was one example. The other one was we've seen pest control franchises that say each of the locations service huge service areas. So they actually get multiple, multiple LSAs in one search. Businesses are also using technicians and field worker homes as locations uh, breaking the rules. How do we report this and how do we fight this? Uh, yeah, for one, I mean, keyword stuffing, I mean, they can stuff 100 keywords in there. It's not going to matter. So it's where it's different than then Google My Business, where that has a huge impact on uh, the ranking. It's going to have zero impact on their local services ad. Um, so don't worry about that if you, if you see someone doing it. But um, in terms of like the multiple listings, um, there's also not a limit on uh, – like in Google My Business, you can serve up to 20 locations. And local service ads, there's no limit. So um, you'll see listings – I mean, I've seen listings that are showing like just about every city in the country – Hey, Tom, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. I think this is an area I think that still a lot of agencies and local businesses just aren't aware of this, but I think it's going to become huge and it's going to be, like you said, become more intertwined. So really very much appreciate your time today. Uh, and uh, again, hope you have an absolute wonderful rest of the week, my friend. All right, you too. Thanks for having me.